everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we will be discussing a card game uh, with a very unique theme. I really, I really like the theme of this game. I'm glad they went with it. Uh, the card game is named Parade, and it is designed by Naoki Homa and published by Z-Man. Uh, the theme of the game is uh, Alice in Wonderland. Characters from Alice in Wonderland are having a parade, <laughs> and that is that is it. But it's <laughs> it works well. That's not a big selling. It doesn't sound like what they're having a parade. I must play this game. But uh, parade is a, it's a simple card game. It's got a straightforward uh, play mechanism, but it is very engaging. Surprisingly engaging. I uh, parade was a game. I think you recommended to me. Uh, a while ago and I remember seeing in the store and I'm like I don't know I'm kind of hit and miss with card games because I kind of thought it was like a a trick taking game which it which it is in a way I mean but in a way like I was kind of wanting to compare it like it, it has like it has the essence of a trick taking game but it is but not a trick taking game yeah but it's not exactly so it's but it's got a neat spin on that style of game but has the a couple extra really cool mechanisms in it that uh, set it apart in, in a big way, and it has become quickly one of my fave uh, favorite games to play. So, do you want to do a quick rules run through to let everyone everyone know how it is played? All right, all right. So uh, the game is just a deck of cards. Uh, the deck is not in nowhere near your standard deck of cards. There are six different colored suits, uh, and each suit is numbered zero through ten. And there's one of every single one of those. There's no duplicate uh, thing. Uh, everyone starts with a hand of five cards. And there are six cards put face up and then the uh, draw deck. The six cards face up is the parade that is that is being, being made. Uh, on your turn, basically what you're going to do is you're going to uh, play a card and then draw a card. Uh, actually, no, wait. You play a card, then possibly draw cards then draw a card from the top of the deck. Uh, And by that, I mean when you take things from the parade, you will be taking points. Uh, And in this game, you do not want points because the winner of this game will be the person with the fewest amount of points. So you don't want to be taking things from the parade. Uh, And there are ways to not take anything from the parade. Uh, But you have to know the, the little tiny rules that govern what gets taken from the parade and this is just the essential part of the game and there it's it's like two rules but it's so simple so when you play a card onto the end of the parade uh it's based on what card you played uh if you played uh it's based on the color and the number so first you look at the number so let's say you played a three uh not including the card you just played you count out three more cards in the parade Uh, And those cards are not cards you will be taking. You will not be taking any of those three cards. Past that, you may be taking those cards. So after that, any card that is less than the card you played, less than or equal to the card you played, or is the same color, and it's both of those, and or. So if, say, for example, I played a uh, three black card, uh, I would count out those three cards. I'm not taking any of those. And any card that is three or less, and any card that is black, I will be taking all of them. Yeah. And they will go in front of me. They don't go in my hand. Anything that goes in front of me are things that get scored. Uh, and usually you don't want to get a lot of stuff, although there is a strategy in getting a lot of stuff. And I'll get to that once we get to how everything is literally scored. 
But again, uh, you'll finish off your turn by drawing a card from the top of the deck and adding to your hand. So you'll always have five cards in your hand. Uh, and this continues over and over until the end of the game is triggered. And that is either triggered by someone getting one, at least one card of every color or the deck running out. Uh, and when that happens, when either of those two things happens, one more round is played, but no one will draw a card after that. And so you'll be left at the end of the game with four, four cards in your hand. Uh, and then you decide which two of the cards you want to add to your scoring pile and which two you want to throw away. Uh, that is done privately, so you're usually basing things off of what other people have. And then it's a final scoring. And the way things score, it's, it's pretty simple, but again, just about as complex as when you're playing cards so it's you'll score the face value of every card that you have in every suit unless you have the most cards of that suit so basically what you're going to go through is you're going to be like green who has the most green cards not the green most green value but the most green cards whoever the most green cards will score one point for every card they have uh, and then, past that, anyone who doesn't have the most will score the face value of all of their green cards. And the same is done for every single color. All of those are added up, and whoever's the lowest scored wins. And that is the game. That is it, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, that might sound a little like, it, the rules are simple, but it's, it's a very visual explanation, too, I will say for this game. Because I have, uh, even showing people, they're like, okay, wait, so I put the card at the end of the row, the parade, so each character, because each character is a Wonderland character, I put, let's say I've got the rabbit, I put him at the end of the parade, I look at his number, then I count that many numbers up the parade, yep, okay, you can see that I'm doing that, he's three, one, two, three, those cards are safe, I don't have to consider them, but the rest of the cards are, like you say, either equal to or less than his number, or his, or I'm sorry, is it equal to or less than, no, I'm trying to, I'm going to blank for some reason. Is it equal to or is it e just less than? Less than or equal to. Yeah, that's Anything that okay. is less some than or equal to. Somebody was like, wait. Um, but anyway, equal to or less than, uh, number equal to or less than uh, you take, and if anything matching is color, which is a really cool thing. That it, they could have left a, a number equal to or less than, but uh, it wouldn't have been no, nearly as good a game. But having to take the color, too, is really interesting uh, when the strategy, because suddenly in your hand... Like Alex was saying, most of the time there are ways to not take anything, and I have seen people go through a whole game of this uh, with taking nothing, and it's very impressive. And but also has to have a certain amount of luck has to come out because you can get yeah. stuck at certain points in this game um, and be like, oh, well, I've got to take something. So what's the least painful damage I can take? Which is usually where everyone gets to, and it, um, and so that's the fun of it, where you try to calculate. Okay, I've got to take something, and then the strategy becomes: all right, I have to take yellows. Okay, now I just have to make sure that no one else gets more yellows than I do, because I have ten and a nine, and I don't want to have to score a ten and a nine. I want to have the most, so I only score the the number of cards I have. So that's two points. Uh, and yeah, anyway, it, the game progresses really really uh, in a fun way and it does have luck of course like I just said but it's not it feels like you have a lot of uh, strategy uh, ability a lot of agency that you can implement in the game to offset your luck or, or uh, increase your luck I should say yeah there the there are definitely times where you're just going what like there's so many times I play with Liz and it's just like Liz you need to take a card you're driving me nuts here <laughs> you're gonna you've got to take a card or else this just is this, this isn't gonna work unless you take a card yeah 
and she has pulled off the never taking a car thing, but usually it comes. It, there's always one point where it's just like ever, like the whole thing just topples down, and it's just yeah. like, no, no, now I'm taking this card, now I'm taking that card, and it's just sometimes yeah. it just doesn't then work it's just out. A collection, yeah. Well, and the, it becomes harder because as uh, obviously, if no one is taking a card and they're just adding to the parade and not taking anything back, then the parade gets bigger and bigger and bigger and that's another fun part of the game is everyone's just like oh boy who's gonna get it who's gonna have that one card where they get so screwed they've got to take so many things um and uh that'll happen several times in a gameplay so it's a really fun like uh ebb and flow of the energy and excitement in this game it's just it's so surprising parade is such a simple but very well designed game that uh you would not expect to have the emotional like oh ups and downs but it really does it really does uh, and it's a, it's a quick play. So I think, um, I don't know, it says 45 minutes on the box, but I usually think we get done earlier than that. What, what's your experience? Yeah, it's like about 30 time? minutes, I feel. I feel yeah, like that's what I would minutes. say. Yeah. I've, I've and, easily gotten two games played in a lunch period, and there was extra time. So even less than a half hour, I would think. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking you could easily get this done in 2025 if you're with a group of people who know how to play because it kind of becomes... Uh, this game has actually kind of become a very common one that my uh, uh, several people in my board game group really love. In fact, we because of that, other people have bought it. And um, uh, so we have a lot of copies floating around, and so it's a go-to game. And so a lot of us are just like, boom, 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 boom. Our decisions are pretty pretty quick. So I feel like most of the time we're playing in about 2025. Uh, it doesn't take that long to get used to the game either. So yeah, I, yeah, it, I the, there's uh-huh. there's always the first like three or four turns where people are just I I, I love it because when no, someone's new, they always play a card and they're like, all right, and then I don't take. I'm like, no, you take like all four of these cards. They're like, can I take that oh. back? I'm like, yes, yes, you can take that back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. House rule for parade. Yes, you can always take that back because even I still do that where I'm like, haha, and they're like, you still need to take those two. I'm like. Uh, oh, okay. I, I forgot about that. I, I did not notice that. I was super into my strategy and missed those. So I will be replacing this card. Um, okay, so a couple things about the game. The art is, uh, I mean, it's nothing It's nothing that's going to blow your mind, but it really, really works for this game. I mean, this could have been any theme. It doesn't really matter. But the silliness of the idea of Wonderland characters continuously, almost infinitely, getting into a parade for no reason really than having a parade, and they're drawn really well. With weird logical rules that follow. It's just like, yeah, that seems so Alice in Wonderland. It seems perfect. Yeah, Yeah. they could have chosen any other theme for this. But for, yeah, it just, the, the oddness of the rules and the silliness of it really fit together. It's just, it's one of the best. Uh, or the coolest theme mechanism fits I've, I've really ever seen, especially for a small game, because a lot of them could be anything. And this could have been a lot of other things, but Alice in Wonderland just works. And it's also kind of cool because you don't really see a lot of games with Alice in Wonderland theme. Um, so it's it's just nice to have something new. And I, uh, I the box is really cool. Other than that, the cards are very basic, but they, they do their job. They're well drawn, but they're nothing like mind-blowing. Uh, let's yeah. see. Let's. Uh, what else can we say about parade? Oh, two to six. I was going to ask you about your playthrough. So you and Liz play it a bunch. Uh, it's two, I'm assuming. Uh, actually, I think we play it more with a, a four-person player count. Oh, like yeah? occasionally, oh, okay. we'll play a two-player game. Um, but this is something that her family really enjoys playing, and I think they may have purchased a copy themselves. I know one of my coworkers actually purchased a copy after I brought it, and they're like, "Ooh, this is this is the perfect game." Um, and so yeah. they, I've, I've, I tend to play this at usually a four-player count, I think is what I usually get. 
I think you may this and, game. You may be responsible for more purchases of this game than any other game you've recommended. <laughs> 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 because this game, really, it's one of those you play right away. And I'm like, oh, I like this, and it's quick and it's fun. And even in a full complement, your um, it, the turns go quick enough where it's coming back around to you fairly, fairly quickly. And so you're not doing. There's not a lot of waiting in the game, surprisingly. So. Uh, have you played any full complement? Have you played any six players or five? I, I have played a few six player games, um, and I think it still works well. I think it falls a little bit more into the trap of that one person being able to get away with stuff because yeah. I feel like when that when that parade is building up, there's you, if there's one person who's like, I'm not taking anything, and they can get the right cards, it usually tends to be the next person after them has to take cards, and they're taking <laughs> just an avalanche of cards. And so by the time it gets back to that person again, it's just like, well, I, I'm good. They took so many <laughs> cards that I don't have to worry again. And so it can. I think it falls a little bit more into that that unfairness uh, area when it's a full complement of six, but it's still just as enjoyable because you're just yeah. looking and you're going, they've, they've got to fall sometime. Come on. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I, I never thought of that before, but I could, I guess I could see that when you're, if you, when you say that, because now that I think about it, the six player games that I've played, there has been, it is more often that someone can do that. Uh, it doesn't happen every time by any means. It's not an obvious strategy. I, I mean, there's definitely uh, there's definitely time where that person <laughs> they were trying to do a strategy, and uh, oh, how far they fell. <laughs> and so it's fun to watch that. It's fun to watch that happen as well. Um, but uh, I, I still think it plays well. Uh, like you're saying, with all, it's still fun with all counts, and that's a, a fairly minor complaint. I would say. I mean. It, it's not ruining your games at six, I would imagine. No. It's just more of a something not to keep track of. Something because you can kind of there's a there's enough strategy, I guess, that you could conceivably offset that. Where um, I'm not sure how you would do it directly, but you could. Uh, I guess if you know what they're going for, or uh, I don't know how you do that. Their cards are secret. I feel like we've been playing <laughs> once, and I was able to. Maybe it was just the luck of the draw. But, um, well, once you once you start getting down there, you start to know what cards remain, especially when yeah. a lot of them are in front of people, because that's definitely something you need to keep track of near the end of the game is, all right, what cards are left? Because if you're trying to be like, I need the majority of blue, and like, let's say I have three blue and someone else has three blue, I need one more blue, I also need to make sure, well, if they have any blue in their hand, they could be holding on to those. Let's see, there's right. one blue in the line, and I've got one blue in my hand, and so you're definitely keeping track of all all the colors and maybe not every single number sometimes you are uh, but you're usually just be like all right I need to know what could be left because if I throw this extra blue in my hand you know then then I could probably do it but if they throw blue in their hand then I can't or or even there are times where it's just like all right I'm currently tied with with green on them but I have a pretty low green score but I could beat them out on my green score, if I throw this nine down in green, but then Ooh, if the they throw two green, if they threw two <laughs> greens down, then I'm screwed because then I have to eat that nine, and it's so. <laughs> yeah, I love that at the ending when it kind of becomes the prisoner's dilemma <laughs> with a bunch of different players because if you equally have, like, let's say, like what Alex was saying, you each have three green cards. As long as neither one of you get another green card, you will both be able to ignore the face value and only score the number of cards, so that'll be three for each of you. But if one of you betrays the other and gets another green, so they have the majority, then the person who now has three uh, has to f 
count up the face value of those three cards, making them score way more points, which they don't want. And so there's always just like, all right, man, be cool here. Be cool. All right. Don't <laughs> screw me. We're doing good. We could both do well. And, <laughs> um, and then inevitably someone, but you, you betray each other. But, uh, but that's the other cool thing too, because at the end of the game, you do have to take, two cards it's still possible for someone to score zero but that would mean that the last two cards of the four cards left on their hand you take two and you throw two away uh would be zeros and that's pretty hard to do uh in general so usually even when the person is not taking any tricks they might have to take a couple points at the end uh which is how they would win that way but it's still still hard to do so if you can kind of guess what cards they're uh, holding on to like alex was saying by sort of realizing what numbers are out there amount of uh, colors are out there you can maybe try to uh, inhibit that strategy by forcing them to have to play something that they might have but it is hard to figure out exactly what it is um yeah so uh yeah i uh (laughs) yeah just once again i really love this game it is it is um it is such a fun game and uh everyone i've played it with has really enjoyed it so this comes with a high recommendation. Let's talk a little bit about taking it out, though. Um, probably a really high recommendation there because it is just a deck of cards. It is. Uh, um, how many cards are there? There's there's more than a standard size deck, so it's a little. So it's than eleven that. pursuit, six suits, so sixty six cards. Sixty six. All right, it's not yes. that much bigger than a standard size deck. Um, so the biggest table space is, uh, well, you're going to have two things. You're going to have the main parade, and that will fluctuate in size. So that's probably going to be the biggest thing where you're going to need to make sure you are um, uh, obviously having a middle area of your table where all players can see and add to it uh, for the parade to fluctuate and shrink or go up go up and down in size. And also the deck next to it to add to the parade or draw the card once you've added. Uh, the other thing you're going to have to have is a space in front of you where all of the tricks that you've gotten are going to be collected. And players also I like how have you're calling them tricks. S- They're not tricks at all. Well, <laughs> well all right, sets. <laughs> you're right. Uh, they kind of are, though. I mean, because it's kind of the they trick. They are, but they really make. aren't. I know. I don't know what else to call them, though, because it's like a trick you make on the fly based on what you placed. It's like that. So I don't know what you call it. I guess sets. Sets of numbers and uh, colors that you have. Or the sets of colors is what they really are. So the sets of colors that you have um, has to be displayed so all players can see them and see their values too. Because that's kind of part of the, like we were just talking about, it's part of the strategy towards the end to know what points people might have and protect yourself against being um, being betrayed or uh, go after someone who has a majority and you're close and you just want to get the majority and you, ha- you have the ability to. So those th- aren't going to be too big though. Um, they will take up, I don't know, a little bit of space. Nothing, nothing unusual for a, a game, though. It's pretty, pretty small. I, you know what I mean? I guess it's just like I don't know, small fans of cards. Yeah. So not, I, nothing I think, too bad. I think the main thing that's that can usually hinder you is just the length of the parade, because occasionally yeah. you'll be playing on a small table and it'll be like, well, this was fine earlier, but now <laughs> we're we're we, this line just keeps getting longer, and so it's just like, all right, I'll just kind of bend it around the salt shaker or something like that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, as long but as you know that, like, the clear, it's yeah. clear the direction of the parade, then they're totally fine. You could make you could make a serpentine path around all the <laughs> the ketchup, the salt shaker, everything on the table. Um, uh, oh, one other thing too, I thought was really great about this is uh, we have a <coughs> excuse me, they've done a really good job about designing this around people who happen to be colorblind. 
because the um, the colors there obviously there's numbers, but the numbers uh, there can be a color series of color cards with varying numbers, but all the colors have the same character. So Alice is always blue. The Cheshire Cat is always uh, yellow. Um, and uh, let's see, what are the other colors? Uh, the Cheshire Cat is purple. Yeah, the purple. No, that's totally wrong. I was actually looking at the, I was the Dodo Bird is yellow. Refreshing myself, and they have an older version <laughs> that I was looking at because I was kind of curious how the art changed. And uh, they also changed the colors. So, the yes, the Cheshire Cat is purple, the Dodo is yellow, the Rabbit is black, and Humpty Dumpty is uh, green. And uh, who's Mad red Hatter again? Is red. Mad Hatter's red. Mad Hatter. And uh, so anyway, those are always the same. So if you can't recognize the colors, you can always recognize the um, uh, characters on them and match the characters that way. So we actually do have uh, my uh, buddy Bill is uh, colorblind and he has trouble recognizing colors. So this does a great job of uh, addressing that, which is really cool. I love when games do that and uh, do it in a clever way, too. Um, Nice. Uh, yeah, what else can we say about this game? Uh, taking for taking it out. Once again, it does well for the vibe of it. Um, it's, uh, it's like we were talking about, there's a lot of fun up and down moments and, uh, at your seat, like, oh boy, someone's going to, someone's going to have to take something from this parade and that's not going to be good. Or towards the end where you're like, all right, everyone be cool. Don't betray me. I won't betray you. And inevitably one of you is going to betray the other one because that's how it works. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's it's, these great moments in it. Yeah. It's an easy, it's also an easy game to just like, you know, just casually play. Yeah, like you're you're still focusing on it, but it's one of those things where you can just be like drinking a beer. Not that I drink, but you can be drinking <laughs> a beer and just having like little bits of conversation here and there. But you're still you can still focus on the game easily. There's nothing where it's just like if you miss what someone did, you're you're gonna be like, oh no! It's although there will be those times where you miss where someone did, and it's just like, wait, you took out the yellow? Why'd you take out the yellow? I'm yellow. I'm the yellow. Why'd you do that? <laughs> Don't you dare! Yeah. Yeah, it brings you back into it, though. That's a good thing, I feel, where you're like, and even when you're kind of like back and forthing it quickly, it's like, what the? You have these moments of, of disruption where you're forced to focus on the game again, uh, if you weren't already. Um, all right, let's get to the to the crux of it. Would your mom play this, Alex? Would she play no. it? I don't know. I no. could see your mom liking this, but once again, no, no dice. <laughs> no, she would not like There's You don't think, there, oh, that's it's, too bad. There, there is too many like okay if you play this then this there's way too many rules going on yeah. where it's like if you if this happens then that but if this happens then this and also this and then the score is like that no she doesn't like trick taking games to be honest so oh okay <laughs> so the, she's she's not like a gin rummy person or a hearts or a claw no she might play spoons I could see her playing spoons uh, but no no she would not <laughs> she would not like this. Oh, that's a bummer. I, my family would. This would be right up there, Allie. Um, so I, uh, I was actually going to send a copy to my parents for their, uh, for a birthday present this year. Um, but uh, yeah, that's true. I, I could see that. Now that you say that, that's a great. It's a straightforward game. But uh, I, I could see what you. Uh, I could see your mom also not liking it. Uh, would your father? Would your dad? Do you think your dad would like? I think he would enjoy it. He does like yeah. a good trick-taking game. Again, not that this is a trick-taking game, but again, it has it has that essential trick-taking vibe. Trick-taking reminiscent. Of what what is the best thing to play in this situation? And that's that's really what 
is interesting in a trick-taking game is do I play that do I play this ace or do I not play the ace or do I play a high ace or low ace uh, can I can I shoot the moon <laughs> in this case you know it's got some of the some similar things and that's basically why we're both kind of uh, equating it to that but yeah he he would probably really like this game so yeah uh, he would I think pretty much on the basis most people would like this game but again if you're looking for a heavy game no if you absolutely can't stand a game where luck might have a larger factor in it than something else you might not like this game but all else i think you're probably going to enjoy it yeah yeah i mean they're like yeah it's true you do have to if you're someone who hates luck in games okay but the caveat is just try it though because it's still the luck it's is really still fun. like it's not like curses the luck got me it's like oh i my strategy didn't quite play out as i hoped it's not it doesn't like hit you in the stomach or be annoying i think that a lot of other games where luck is like surprise everything you were doing was worthless it's uh <laughs> <laughs> you know i hate those games um but this one definitely doesn't feel like that so it feels like there's a good balance of luck and, and strategy available here so i would recommend at least at least you try it man just try it try it once um who's it not for other than that can you think of anybody else i really can't i mean it's such a such a tight game for what it is it really is pretty tight i can't see someone really truly hating it horrible memories i, I, of, I see uh, this Alice game as either someone being like i love this game or you know it's fine i'll play it if someone wants me to play it that's about the only yeah. two things no one's gonna be like no no i don't want to play it. other than my mom again <laughs> uh, if you if you really want to not think at all during a game, don't play this game. Yeah, you have there is some strategic attention necessary. Um, maybe if you just hate Lewis Carroll, I don't know. Yeah, that could family. be it. God, you know, some people just don't like vendetta. Lewis Carroll. <laughs> some people, especially these days, you know what the biggest problem with kids these days? Some of them just hate Lewis Carroll for no yeah. reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, other than that, that's a great thing about it. It's just, just, it's applicable to everybody. And, um, um, yeah, yeah. Like you said, I, I really think, I think, uh, you've obviously you've had this experience, but I have it well, we're into the game and people, then I see them or they tell me later that they ended up buying it. So that, that happens a lot with this game. So it's, yeah. uh, I don't know even how much it is, but I remember getting mine. Uh, I think mine was like under 20 bucks and I've definitely gotten my money's worth out of it. Uh, and then some. So uh, I actually had a friend who uh, they played. I think they had to get another copy because they played it so much. And then someone spilled beer all over their copy. <laughs> but uh, they were able to. He, he was like, no, I, I just dried them off. And they were actually good as new. You can't even tell. So I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I'm not sure if I believe that. But if it's true, that's like, wow, those are pretty great cards then. Uh, so uh, so you never know. Maybe they those cards seem to be durable. I wouldn't have spilt beer on my copy to test it, but no, uh, I guess all. your copy will last a while if you get crazy. So another check in the box of good thing to or good option to bring out: beer resistant, as long as you wipe it up quickly. <laughs> all right. Well, I can't think of anything else to say about parade. I think it's just more what we said. It's a high recommendation, but it uh, it's gonna fit really well within this theme and. Um, yeah, that's all I got, really. Do you have anything else to add about it? I have nothing else to add. I think there's no, there's not much to say when a game is that good, I think. Yeah, it's I agree. Like, I agree. That's another feeling you'll have when you're playing, too, is like, man, this is so well-designed. It's so simple. It's one of those games, too, you play, and you're like, why didn't I think of this? This is just 
It's so simple, but it's so. <laughs> well, I know well why designed. I didn't think of it because it, it it seems simpler than it is because like yeah, that's it's true. just like oh yeah, it's just like three rules and that's it, and it's just like mm-hmm. yeah, but the three rules are kind of intertwined and it's just like yeah, like this is not one of those games where I go oh I should have thought should have thought of that like Pictionary <laughs> is something oh yeah anyone could have thought of that, but this is not <laughs> this is not one of those. <laughs> yeah, I. I wish I, I could see someone. I, that's how I feel. I feel like, oh, this is, but you're right. It is these the uh, the intertwining is is what gets you, uh, and and the math works out right. There are the if they when they I'm sure they did math it uh, somehow, and the math plays out very very well consistently. So, oh, but anyway, all right. So that'll do it for parade for us. Um, check it out, and uh, if you want to check out us out or chat with us, uh, you can reach us at uh, chits and chat on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us on our podcasting, our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and go scroll down to the Chits and Chat page, and there's a comment section there. You can leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, other than that, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Woo!